with your point of view being askew. You're upside down in a car and there's falling glass and there's chaos. And how do you make sense of the chaos? And then when you get out and you see all of the chaos, that's what had me gripped. And I'm like, okay, I'll follow this. The buildup for the show, the premise of the show, I think was on point. As the show progressed, it started falling under the weight of its own premise because you had 22 episodes in a season. And in thinking about this show, especially after watching the last episode of the show, this was a show that was probably before its time because it is tailor-made for something like Amazon Prime or Netflix or something like that, but as 10 episodes. Do you know what uncancelled means? Have you ever thought about what happened to those TV shows that were advertised every single week until their plug was ultimately pulled? Well, we have. Welcome to the show that's bringing BetTV back from the grave. We review pilot and finale episodes of television series that disappeared as quickly as they debuted. Maybe we will like the show enough to want to bring life back into its corpse, or maybe it's better left dead. Will we leave it in the trash, or will we give it a second pass? Either way, this is Uncancelled, giving trash TV the chance it never deserved. This week on the Patreon, we have the failed NBC drama The Event, available four weeks before it'll be available to the public. To get access to it and a whole lot more, visit patreon.com slash uncancelled. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Uncancelled, the show where we review the first and last episodes of 30 cancelled 31 season canceled shows of the last 20 years, according to a list off thrilllist.com. But joining me is Patty and Bill, who are different people who host the same podcast. What's your podcast called, yeah? Well, our podcast is called The Watch List with Patty and Bill. And people can find it by going to thewatchlistpod.com. As you can tell, I'm Patty. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, that is not true. Yes. <laughs> hey, Patty's, uh, I, maybe that could be like an Irish male name, perhaps. It is know. Irish, yes. Well, I am Irish, so yes. You are Irish. Not I've from Ireland Irish, obviously. Not from Ireland Irish, but <laughs> Irish indeed. Now, what's that about, the watch list? I guess I'll go. I am. Yeah. Uh, our podcast is about just uh, we review movies, TV shows. Uh, we've reviewed streaming services to let people know if it's worth the money to pay for them. Oh, and wow. yeah, I watch a crap load of television. Bill, not as much as I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very much true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've watched a crap ton of television watching all of these series myself. Way more than I usually do. And certainly <laughs> way more shows than I would uh, originally be interested in seeing. 
I don't know if you guys with your podcast want. It sounds like if you go streaming services, are you checking out whatever is kind of popular on the streaming service or in specific? Well, when I look at it, I look to see how many things that are new that I would be interested in watching. And if there's anything older, is it stuff that I would watch more than once? Um, and just the value, like if like Netflix has a ton of stuff, but not everything is really that great, but they do have a lot of really superior stuff. Um, Dis- Disney plus is a s- streaming service where it's a lo- it, at first it was a lot of the old cartoons and stuff that, and animated movies that I've seen as a kid, but I don't know that I'd watch it more than all that often to make the price of right. Disney plus worthy, but they've added some new stuff ever s- since their launch. So yeah, I guess it's kind of worth it. If, if you're going to get the most out of it, if there's a lot of stuff that you would watch. Yeah. That kind that kind of like review type thing. And I, and I tend to watch stuff that appeals to me or th- for, or, or shows that I think might appeal to friends of mine. You know, just sort of the, hey, I'll take the bullet for us kind of thing. (laughs) Oh, the sacrificial lamb of sorts. Yes, we watch crap so you don't have to. Yep. Isn't that so wonderful? (laughs) A whole podcast that you can listen to wherever you want, whenever you want, and you can know not to waste time on a bunch of crap that's on random streaming services looking to fill their quotas. Quick pause for station identification. 10% of nothingness. Let me do the math here. Nothing and then nothing. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Wait a minute. Throw some hers and ours in there. What's your hurry? The whole show. Today's series is Flash Forward that aired on ABC around 2010. It's a drama, mystery, sci-fi. A special task force in the FBI investigates after every person on Earth simultaneously blacks out and awakens with a short vision of their future. This has a uh, 7.6 out of 10 Rated by 60,000 people on IMD. First of all, Bill, what did you rate it? You know what? I I have to say I would probably rate it, and I'm glad you did this show, because I would rate the first episode about an eight and a half, and I would rate the last episode about a seven. And there are reasons why, and I'm sure we'll get into that. But overall, I liked the show. So probably seven, seven and a half-ish as a whole. Fair enough. What about you, Patty? What did you have? Uh, I agree with Bill. I remember when this was on, and I loved it when it was on. And then it ended and was canceled, and I was kind of annoyed. I bought the book to read more, 
And then I never actually read the book, but I bought it. Um, so yeah, about a seven and a half, I would say. Yeah. that Yeah. Yeah. This, I am the complete opposite. I remember when this came out, I remember not liking it and just having seen it today didn't change my opinion. Still don't like it. I thought the casting was good, but I believe David S. Goyer is the creator, mm-hmm. the writer. He did Lost and was responsible for uh, messing that up. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he also did The Event, which was around 20... 20- this was one of those shows that was piggybacking off Lost, which, of course... Lost was hugely popular, and then the big question was, how are they going to end it? And they had no idea how to end it, and admitted they had no idea how to end it after they ended it. Uh, spoiler alert, it's all a dream. <laughs> because I read that online, because I was a fan theory, and they went with fan theories, hoping to make them happy, instead of just coming up with their own idea. Uh, which really turned me sour to anything... Uh, David Goyer, anything ABC, they tried to piggyback off this with stuff like Flash Forward. And I remember I really dug the premise. Uh, you had Joseph Fiennes, Joseph Fiennes, pardon me, who, you know, he was in some stuff. I think he, he of course, did Shakespeare in Love, and then he went back to theater for a while. And it has... Uh, Courtney B. Vance, who's a, a pop, it has a good cast, but it just, I thought it was bad CGI. I thought the dialogue was cheesy and the slow motion. I don't know. What did you guys in particular, what made you really like this? I think I- it's the premise that I really liked about it. Just the idea that something happens where everybody, you know, the whole world passes out for two minutes and they remember like something that's going to happen in the future. And then what is this all about? And then that big mystery thing that we see in that first episode um, at the what sports stadium where it's like, what? Ulterior motives. What? And that's what I liked about it. The thing that I liked about it. And again, thank you for making me rewatch this. And we we had actually talked about Flash Forward a couple of times on our podcast. Um, the show literally starts with your point of view being askew. You're upside down in a car and there's falling glass and there's chaos. And how do you make sense of the chaos? And And then when you get out and you see all of the chaos, that's what had me gripped. And I'm like, okay, I'll follow this. And right. And... The buildup for the show, the premise of the show, I think was on point. Um, but as the show progressed, it started falling under the weight of its own premise because you had 22 episodes in a season. And in thinking about this show, especially after watching the last episode of the show, this was a show that was probably before its time because it is tailor-made for something like Amazon Prime or Netflix or something like that, but as 10 episodes, tops. And if, and if you had had episodes where 
so much stuff happened, you would have had people gripped. But then when you're stretching it out over 22 episodes, and then there's the winter hiatus that happened, right. and and people come back to it like, wait a minute, what happened? How did I get here? It it's It, it was a harder slog, I think, to get through. And then people just like, nah, all right, it started off good, bleh. And, yeah. and a lot of shows do that these days, but I think it was before its time, not on that network. Yeah, I can definitely see how you're saying that for sure. I remember all those shows during that time had that break in between and they showed some episodes and then they took months off. And it was just such an odd time for TV. And, uh, yeah, did you guys, you didn't have any problems with the casting or anything to do with the general vibe of the show? No, looking back now and seeing the cast, and before I watched, I had looked them up on IMDb, and I saw a bunch of people who are like in onesie twosie episodes where I was like, Alex Kingston was in this? What the heck? And Gina Torres and... uh Seth MacFarlane was in like a couple of episodes <laughs> and James Callis, who is Baltar from my favoriteest show ever, Battlestar Galactica was in this. And I'm like, what, what? Like these names. And I'm like, Holy and John cow. Cho is in it. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And John Cho, he's like, Cho. he's not in onesie twosie episodes. He's like in no. the show and right. I love him to pieces. Yes. So yeah. I totally no, the casting the, the casting was good. And they're all very talented, so yeah. Absolutely. I just it, there were just plot devices that were just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. And and watching the last episode is is really disorienting because I sort of remember things that happened way back when. And then I was like, oh, yeah, Dominique Moynihan is in this show. All right. He plays, you know, that guy. whatever he did. <laughs> whatever guy. that guy was. Yeah. yeah. That guy with that thing. But the way that it ended angered me because yes. so many shows angered me that way. And and one of them was called The Event. Oh, yes. Mm. And The Event it literally ended with a piece of dialogue that said, that wasn't the event. What? Are you kidding me? You're trying to hook me into a potential second season by saying everything that I watched was crap. But then you leave me hanging because the show dies because people got tired of 22 hours of TV. So the way we were moving and, and then trying to think, all right, besides all the cool little flip phones and, you know, like all the ingenious ways I remember texting with with a flip phone. Yeah. Um, just trying to think of where we were technologically speaking in terms of, of absorbing content. Wasn't Hulu around? Netflix was around, but for discs. I don't remember where they were for streaming yet. Uh, when was this? 10? They were... 2009 it started, 2010 yeah, they... it ended. They had phased out a lot of the mail-in, and they started the streaming service in 2007, 2008. Yeah, I remember streaming through my Xbox. Right. For a little while until money was an issue at that point. But yeah, so I know I streamed some things 
but I don't think everything was available streaming just yet because they were still rights and talking and blah. blah oh, it's blah. nothing to compared to what it is now. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. There was it was there was streaming and there was a lot of. Uh, I don't think there's anything that was really new or anything like that. There's probably a bunch of bees at old TV shows. Yeah, I remember watching Xena. <laughs> but I, I, I remember I, I streaming also, Xena. That's what I remember. Oh. <laughs> but but we all, but I remember Hulu being around. Just Hulu as an example, yeah. Hulu I was don't around. Know if I had Hulu, and Hulu at that point was free. Yeah, and true. and and you could go and watch all of your shows a day or two later on Hulu for free. Then they hopped on the paid bandwagon. So I appreciated a service that was free. Yeah, you but, had to deal with some ads, but otherwise, yeah. which you did on but, regular television anyway. Right. So to me, that was that was no big shakes. I do it now, but but at the same time, the casting was great. There. There were just plot holes that I didn't think needed to be there because they were stretching out a show. And you could smell that they were stretching out a show. Yeah, there was filler, absolutely. And that was the case with a lot of these shows around that time. I don't know why they were ordering so many episodes, especially compared to now where you can get... I mean, everybody, every show on a streaming service is... Six, eight episodes, maybe 12 tops. 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 And you got 22 here. Well, no was that the standard back then? Sure was. Having a crap load oh, yeah. of episodes. Like and 30, yeah. 30 episodes. I think the first seasons would always yeah, be 30 so episodes. That would explain why. But yeah. I, I feel, I if I remember correctly, after a bit of time... I just kind of stopped watching it and then I tried to catch up. But like you, if you missed an episode in there, especially a key episode where things actually happened, you're going to be lost. And <laughs> it's intended. hard to, haha, it's uh, hard to get caught up and figure out like, okay, where did this guy come from? He's new all of a sudden. And it seems like he's a big deal. Yeah. I, yeah. I, that's what I remember. And I'm, and and then I was like, I, you know, I'm, I'm out of it now. I don't know. And I stopped. But being able to binge, which is something that has come around since this show was on, just mm-hmm. how that word has entered our lexicon, binge. It, this is a show that would have benefited greatly from that, even yeah. if it was 22 episodes. And I'm, and I'm not advocating it for it to be. But, and we'll get to something I was thinking about in a little bit. If you could sit and watch three or four episodes at once or have the the capability to go back an episode, like Patty said, catch up and then binge another two or three. Cool. Or even fast forward through an episode or you could flash forward through another episode, (laughs) some of the episode (laughs) during the boring bits, because there were some cool concepts like, okay, so you didn't have a vision during you know, everybody's blackout. So what did that mean? How was that interpreted? You know, you had the character committing suicide because of it. And then you had just people trying to decipher their own visions and then having some of them not exactly be true. And how do you find that person you never met that was in your vision? Right. Well, 
We're and then the whole mosaic some. website thing that they've built too, which we're they apparently built in half a day. The, uh, we're yeah. starting to get ahead of ourselves. Oh, are we sorry, buddy? Episode, so <laughs> let's. We might as well push forward and talk about the first episode, which is No More Good Days. First episode. The premise of the show essentially happens, so I feel like reading a description for the first episode is reading the same description for the series, where, uh, you know, the well, you do have, it focuses on the two FBI agents played by Joe Fiennes and John Cho, and... I guess it, they start out thinking everyone in L.A. just had the blackout, and it's everyone on Earth, which, as a viewer, you, I already suspected that. I didn't think that it was just L.A. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it was. I knew it wasn't, even yeah. the first time I saw it. Yeah, there was no... Yeah, it was only them who... So that, I guess, that's kind of a weak point if you're going to... Like, it felt like it was some big reveal that it's not just L.A., it's the world. Yeah. It's like, well, no shit. <laughs> I mean, I could see from the character's point of view, they think it just happened around them. But from the viewer's point of view, it's like, yeah, we know this. Yeah, I wasn't surprised by that. Uh, the I had a real problem with John Cho kind of yelling. It just, I don't know, I couldn't believe him. It was like he went from one to ten so quickly. It was he was immediately yelling, and I just didn't get. It just kind of took me out of it because if they're chasing down the SUV, and he's talking to Joe Fines, and Joe Fines is like, "Oh, call for backup." And he's like, "All right," and then he's on the phone. He's like, "We need backup." <laughs> it's like, okay, this is like you're just. Why are you yelling into the phone if you're not regularly talking to the guy beside you? Why? Well, back in the day, didn't you have to scream in your phone? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Maybe. <laughs> That's a good point. And he's standing outside in the chaos, maybe even just as an actor and all the chaos on the set, maybe he felt like he can't hear himself. Well, this was before. Or maybe I'm just the, making shit up. I don't know. This was before any of that <laughs> happened. This is where they're chasing down oh, the SUV. Whoops! whoops okay. Before the flash forward, well, I guess not the. I guess well, maybe he was. Yeah, you know, I don't remember now. No, it was know. when they were chasing the SUV. Okay. It was just before the flash forward because the the show starts in the immediate aftermath of the flash forward and then jumps back four hours to see how everybody's days started oh, okay. and then picks back up and then they re and then they capture the people in the SUV. Gotcha. Yeah. Which the people in the SUV are one man is dead and another is a blonde woman who take in for questioning and John Cho yells at her a bunch. Yeah, he did uh, yell a lot, didn't he? He yelled a lot. He yeah, yelled a yeah, lot. in that episode he did. He's an angry man <laughs> in that He's episode. Very angry. <laughs> I like him in a lot of things, but this one I was like, John Cho yelling, you need to calm down a bit. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, we got that Joe Fines slow-mo running. He's like, get to the hospital. It's only two miles away, and I don't know where why they they didn't need that scene where he's slow mo running 
and then they get to where he's stepping across the water carefully, where the downed uh, power line is, and then he comes across more chaos. I felt like there was no need for such a cheesy slow-mo running scene. Well, well, the chaos is always what draws you in. It's, it's, It's literally how you take the normal and make it abnormal. And that's what scares you because everybody gets used to whatever their normal is. And and you can just imagine before they, they pull back and show the city in disarray and planes crashing into buildings and bodies in the ocean and people lying on the ground all passed out. You realize in in your mind what that was before all of that. It was normal. So the chaos around it made sense to me given that first show what what kind of took me out of it was the fact that they built this nationwide website in almost no time you know 13 years ago well i feel like it was some kind of a thing that they had already started building and they repurposed it for this i feel like I recall something along those lines, but I might be wrong and making it up in my head to make it make sense. Bill, you reminded me of, I remember when there was all the chaos happening and like you said, remembering, you recall it, well, it's usually normal and you're seeing these bodies in the water and, you know, all the cars flipped over and we get uh, that car that falls into the subway and there's a man that comes out of his car, he's on fire, he's screaming, and there's chaos happening everywhere. And then it seems to relax, and we carry on with the show, and all of a sudden, it felt extremely shoehorned, is that a helicopter explodes into a building. It was like, I thought this was over, we had gotten through the chaos, we're progressing through the series, and then they kind of threw in another thing that just felt extremely delayed don't know why if you're gonna have all this chaos you might as well just go for it and don't hold anything back and don't have something come five minutes later because the flash forward was over at that there everyone's recovering we've seen the the aftermath we've seen people gather kind of collecting themselves like i mentioned the guy on fire and everything sort of it's like, okay, you're finally wrapping your head around this. You're like, what's happening next? What are they going to figure out? And then they just have a helicopter crash into a building in the background. The part that didn't make the, didn't make the most sense to me was that the hospital calmed down. Yeah. All of, yeah, that uh, would know, take a long time to calm down, especially with the people who were in the middle of surgery. Right. They have a lot happening right there in all well, of those she's, ORs. Well, she said that her patient died on the table. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like in surgery, anybody who was having surgery during that time, because they don't just have one surgery in one OR at a hospital right. like that, that size right. in L.A. So there'd be a whole you, lot going on. But you'd also have a constant stream of other trauma cases. Oh, yeah. Coming through the coming ER, in. Definitely. And and there would be wall, you know, the patients would be packed against walls, triaged. Yet later on during the day, 
they had quiet time. And right. I don't know where that happened. <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. on a different floor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, that that didn't ring true for me. And it was only to give the two characters the opportunity to talk about the one guy realizing that that God might have intervened and then the doctor thinking that her marriage might be over based yeah. on their, you know, flashes, their flashes. You know, yeah. you just have that calm moment just for that. No, you you, you got to go help all these people who even within a block radius, you would have had 20, 30 people injured and then take all of Los Angeles for that. Egads. Yeah. Yeah. I, they should have like pulled each other into a, a an office or something to have that conversation while the chaos and the bustle of the ER and the hospital went on outside the door. Yeah, that's a very good point. It was like the event, the event of the chaos, the utter destruction happening around them. It's as if it was in the background for the characters to just kind of interact with each other instead of using it as the main focus. It was more about the characters' relationships than the actual plot of the series well and at some point it's going to be because everybody's flash forward was was different so joseph finds his character he's in his office trying to figure out everything and then he sees people hunting him down so you know that's going to be an actiony flash forward yet his wife sees herself with another man and not only sees herself but feels like that was an emotional thing for her. So everybody's got different motivations emotionally and physically in these flash forwards. If you had a flash forward at all. Yeah. Right. Some you, people you know. didn't. So yeah. that I, that I didn't mind. I just wanted there. And, and that's what kicked in the memory for me. I wanted there to be more happening to keep me hooked because after the show went off the air and Patty and I have discussed this ad nauseum, you're like, now, nah, all right, let's move on. You know, yeah. I yeah, wasn't there's the initial annoyance because now I don't know what was going on. I, I will never know what was going on. And then, the you know, my life is moving on. It wasn't that amazing of a show anyway. So, meh. I mean, it could have been a lot better. And I think today it would be a lot better if they like if they remade it today. All a lot of that stuff would be fixed. Yeah, because it would have shows, to be like other disaster shows that are current. They have fixed all that, you know, where you see, no matter what, you see that chaos in the background to help you get that sense of place and sense of urgency of this is like a big deal, this thing happening. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you really do. Yeah, but this was not that. <laughs> yeah, this was not that. Really not. <laughs> this was not that. Uh, you mentioned Seth, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, that was... <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden, Family Guy pops up. Yeah, and he's like, like, right wait, there, like, hey, hey, I didn't know he was in this. Yeah. He's only in Whoa. two episodes, but he was in this. Yeah, you didn't know he was in this, because what the fuck is he doing in it? <laughs> he has no business <laughs> being in this. It was There's such no a tiny reason. part. I think IMDb says that he wasn't even credited for that part. 
why was he in this is what I want to know. Hey, How did uh, a friend of a friend? I don't know. Yeah. He's not an actor. He's like, they could have gotten anyone. Like, Hey, <laughs> the guy from family guy. Yeah. And, and why not? I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, why not? Maybe he was willing to do it I for mean, free. They didn't have to pay. Just, for it was a little distracting <laughs> because then uh, you had Courtney B. Vance's character in the boardroom making this, uh, you know, gathering everyone's attention. And I think Joe Fines is up there putting up a projection on the wall or going over something. And Seth MacFarlane's just sitting at the table there, just nodding or looking around. I feel like in 2010, I had no idea who he was. That might have been the case. I definitely think... I was wondering that myself because I don't know that people would... But I think that was around the that. time uh, that might have been around the time that Family Guy got canceled. But you only I, but at that time, I only heard his voice. I had never seen what he looked like. Right. Well, right, right, he right. had yeah. that. He was on talk shows, late night uh, talk yeah, shows. Like, I don't want he to. had that that big band album uh, and he yeah. had that whole I think it was a Christmas special. Or a special where he sung show tunes, like on Broadway stage. Oh. I remember that was around mm. that time. Now then maybe that's why he was on it, because he was relatively popular yeah. around that time. It could have been, but then I felt he served as a distraction to just be there and not really have a purpose. Well, that, yeah. It's, if, he's, if you're going to do a cameo and this guy's popular... You're going to know he's going to stick out and you should give him something to do other than just kind of be there. It'd be like putting in a- anyone who was big. I mean, pick a movie star and just put them in there and they didn't have anything to do. They just came and went. It was, it's absurd. Understand what he was doing there. And for the type of show it was, uh, that was another thing that took me out of it. And I mean, I thought it was hilarious, but the rest of the show was not funny. It was a very dramatic mystery. I, I don't know why you would insert uh, Seth MacFarlane. Very strange. It, it could be anything from he needed the paycheck that week to a friend of his is the director or something. Or maybe he really loved Lost. You know? Yeah, or that yeah. he loved Lost it, it, and he wanted to be a part of this new Lost. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it it was just one of those things where he pops up and poof, yeah. there you go. Then he's just gone. Poof, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, anything else that you guys want to talk about episode one that happened? Um, no, but it ended really cool. Yeah, you they know, gave they, you the good cliffhanger there. Yeah, the one person moving around, although it was kind of bullshitty that... The you know the person was scanning all of these videos and and just and happened just happened to, f- to find that and zoom in to yeah. see what zoom it was because I know, feel like that kind of footage you couldn't zoom in that way you just right no. And, no, that's like and, security camera footage and it just so happened she just you know I'm willing to overlook a lot because to <laughs> yeah. me that first episode was good enough for me to go well oh all right I'll well, take I'm gonna that. Keep going. Yeah, there could have been a less, you know, contrived way that they saw somebody moving. But, hey, it 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 started the ball rolling. 
Yeah, that, by the way, is at a Detroit baseball game. Hmm. The Detroit Tigers, I believe. And there is a guy who is moving in the crowd towards the exit as all the other people are passed out having their blackout slash flash forward. And it zooms in and it follows this guy. And instead of just, which I'm not, I'm going to say again, that was to get an extra little few seconds to fill that runtime. Instead of immediately exiting, he hesitates a couple times, looks around, then he walks towards the exit entrance tunnel, and he clings to the wall as if he's hiding from someone and kind of peers around, even though he was just walking, and he knows that every single other person is passed out. So that was a bit odd to me. If I was in that situation, I would just leave. I, I, I think they did that to make us think we'd see his face, but, you know, it's too blurry. And then in their TV show way, they're going to fix that footage to clean it up because they always do that, even though it's not possible. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> that's you what I think. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely what they did. But as that character, as that guy who is, you know, being suspicious, he doesn't want his face being shown. I'm going to well, assume. You know, that's the suspiciousness of him. He's looking around. <laughs> well, hey, maybe. And why would he assume that there's not? It's 2010 and you're at a baseball game. You know there's TV network cameras filming the game. You don't want to hesitate and look around mm-hmm. a bunch because even if the cameramen are passed out, the cameras didn't stop. They're still rolling. So that should have been, these aren't very smart people. If that guy was responsible for the but do we uh, know thing he that's was causing responsible? people to have the blackouts. Maybe he was he, like everybody else and kind of didn't know what was happening and was like, why am I the only one know. awake? Where is everybody? What happened to everybody? I don't remember. Is there in anybody that, else In like that episode, that? no, I don't in think that we episode, found out. No. But I don't remember any other episodes if we find out more about Perhaps in this final episode titled Future Shock. Last episode. Mark finds out the date of the next blockout. Dimitri and Simon attempt to stop it. Everyone discovers if the visions they had of the future actually come true. I guess the the flash forwards are part of the blackouts. Is there, is there yeah. specifically, are they entered like the blackouts are causing the flash forwards or did we get an idea of how that's working exactly? I don't think we do. No, I don't remember if during the, and, and I agree with Patty. I don't remember enough detail from episodes two through 21 to to remember if one caused the other but the only thing i i remember from episode 1 before we jump into the last episode is that they started cross referencing people's yes they flash wanted to forwards. get a website going yes to to verify that the two in the room in london 
both saw the same yes. thing. Yes, right. Yeah. But I don't think we found out why, or maybe we did in some episode, why there were flash forwards. You know, there were there were knocking people out all across the world, okay, but I don't know if the flash forwards were an accident that happened because of it or that was an intentional thing. I don't remember. Yeah, and... I don't I I feel like it was also in episode 1 where we found out that this same kind of thing happened in Somalia and like all the crows were dropping on yeah, the sky or that's something right. was it the first episode? No, it wasn't the, oh, was it whoopsie. the first No, it wasn't the first episode but it was okay. yeah. I just yeah. I remember the the crows and that's what I remember. Cuz that was one of their experimental things before they did it across the whole planet. Well, we find out that Dominic Monaghan created some machine or technology and that some other people with ulterior motives get a hold of it and use it to then cause all the blockouts. Uh, And John Cho doesn't trust him. continues to shout and lose his mind and trust no (laughs) one. Trust no one. Yeah, trust no one. Um, yeah, this whole episode I'm going to take that we don't find out before it uh, what's causing the why the flash forwards are happening or how to prevent them. The only thing that happens by the end of the episode is that Joe Fines manages to figure out when the next one's going to happen. And so he calls everyone and they alert everyone to at least not have the utter carnage and chaos of what opens the series again because everyone yeah. goes safe. Although he found out like what 10 minutes before yeah, it was going to happen something or something absolutely really, ridiculous. Really tight thing where I'm like how do they spread the- I mean come on the government doesn't move that fast and the US government it doesn't move that fast plus how can we notify all of the other governments around the globe that fast? Cause you know, time. Yeah. Here's the main problem that I had with that <laughs> is Joe finds. Here's a whole issue. First of all, he's in a building that's uh, laced to explode filled with bombs that are going to detonate. There's mm-hmm. uh, people, there's a team of special forces or, whoever they are guys with guns with laser vision and night goggles on and they're tracking him down, which I don't know why they're tracking him down trying to kill him when they know that the building's going to explode. If anything. Well, and they had their fast forward knowing they were going to do this. So wouldn't they know where he was supposed to be? And plus if they know the building's going to explode, shouldn't they just, wait on the outside to let him make sure he doesn't leave <laughs> and then let him explode. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a big kind of question mark. Why, why they want to, if they know they're going to die, why just, yeah. why make it harder than it needs? Why, to be? why do you want to be in an exploding building? You know, it's going to blow up. Why are you trying to hunt down a guy that you know is going to die anyway? That's confusing. Right. And then we get that he's hiding behind a uh, office cubicle, 
and which happens to have a phone in a very weird place about about knee high if you're standing up is where that phone would be and it's <laughs> not even it's mounted to a uh temporary wall that's kind of a barrier not really i don't know that i can overlook but he hmm. calls his wife and tells her to get somewhere safe because of uh, blackouts about to happen again in two minutes and that's a 30 second conversation and then it jumps to john yeah. cho who's reading about it online <laughs> it's like i don't think you could type in, in right? two minutes How did and it... get that out there that's it was yeah uh, yeah. yeah yeah and he's just an fbi agent if he call who's he you know calling the president like his calls just gonna automatically be connected because everybody knows who this random FBI yeah guy the, is? the Courtney B Vance character. Well, if it's Courtney B Vance, I would believe it because he's yeah like the he director is the one who makes the call. So he would have a connection like, Joe to the Fiennes higher ups. Calls him. And yeah. Tells oh, he him was the one who made the call. call. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But that's another step in the whole line of this is time sensitive and we're not going to be able to notify Absolutely the world. Not. No, no, they needed I mean, to no. space that out <laughs> better. Mm-mm. And they just wanted to have some sort of heightened sense. There's a lot of problems. And I feel like that was really late in the episode, too. So yeah, it was. And if they started there, then I might find yeah, it more absolutely. believable. Because it would feel more drawn out. <laughs> yeah, they needed to start the be- the end <laughs> at the beginning or earlier. Uh, interesting and they just it was yeah it i think bill touched on this you touched on this earlier where you said they were just kind of stretching it out and trying to fill some time where they could have not done that and just you know focused on the stuff that kept you captivated and then whatever the rest of the episode was is what the rest of the episode was but get through all the stuff that's keeping you captivated in the beginning yeah, but but all shows are are guilty of that. You know, yeah, every yeah. show has to have a little bit of filler. It can't be all action, 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 progressing shit as it happens. You need to slow down. Right. Yeah, but that doesn't need to be the last episode. <laughs> that doesn't need to be the 23rd or 22nd <laughs> well, yeah. episode. You could have that in a 15 and a fourth episode if you're gonna go and set all this stuff up you should have all of that out of the way because at this point they've figured out the well, i don't know that they figured it out but he certainly takes 22 episodes to figure out his flash forward and then it's at this building and discover what the the next one is going to happen about 10 minutes before there's just so much with even him finding out that date was. I'm like, Seer, really, really. Yeah, I wanted to like the show. This string and the different circled words and uh, that whole thing was like, really. Yeah, and then these guys are after him. Like we said, there's a building about to explode. He's in this building, mm-hmm. knowing it's about to explode. And you have the antagonists, the people responsible for the blackouts happening that are, as we find out that some of them are in the FBI, they're crooked, they're at uh, Marks, played by Joe Fiennes, 
they're at Mark's house and they're having that discussion outside the patio door as the wife stays. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's a dead man. He's gone into the building that's set to detonate. And it's like, well, then why do you have mm-hmm. a whole team that's chasing mm-hmm. him down in the building if <laughs> if you know he's a dead man? What is? But you also have to have. All right. So to your point about just waiting for the building to blow up right. and that's how you kill him. Okay, yeah. I'm on board with that. But you also need to see that somebody was after him for what he knew. <laughs> and, you know, if he's just standing there at his at his vision board and and he's looking and he's trying to piece it all together, he's trying to piece together. Yeah, where's the tension? Yeah. OK, yeah. that's great. But then where's the where's the action? Where's the conflict? Where's the where's the tension? And the tension comes in that all of a sudden, from way over there in a closed office, he hears the ding of the elevators, and then he sees the the scopes and everything. But yeah. it, but that ratchets up the tension of they're yeah, going to kill him for what he knows. They're going to double kill him. They're going to shoot him. Yeah, they then they're going to blow him up. Point, so actually. you know he knows some really bad like, stuff. Be here and we're going to make sure or good that stuff he and dies, is trying to find stuff out. we're not out. going to give him the opportunity to right. potentially make the phone calls that he does and spread the word. Yeah. Because. Yeah. And boss man wants to see his head removed from his body to yeah. confirm that he's actually dead. That's a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you forgot the magic ring that keeps you from passing out or whatever. And John chose like, no, I'm going to remember my pull this time. <laughs> from yeah. from passing out. Oh, yeah. Because the one yeah, ring. You're going to have another black fa- flash forward, John. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but the ring I didn't have a problem with because, OK, that's cool. It makes you immune to the effects of the the shenanigans. And then, you know, but I wanted I wanted so much more to happen in so many fewer episodes. It's called What Did You See? It aired on the 16th of March. So it is a recap of the first 10 episodes of the first season. Okay. See, yeah. they used to do that. I all forgot time. they did that. that <laughs> okay, so if you need a recap of what happened on the first 10 episodes, just give us 10 episodes and do a brief recap in the beginning of the 10th episode of the first nine that's what they <laughs> yeah i think that's what they do now the ending sequence is <laughs> again tacky running <laughs> where he's running out of the building well it's about to explode yeah. well you know there was a big thing back then too the big explosion is you slow-mo walk away because you're a badass or you're running because, you know, oh, my gosh, I got to yeah, save myself. Which I think he had, what, that was 13 a thing. seconds? <laughs> Did, uh, yeah. yeah, you're not going to make it because, you know, he's on a higher floor, so he's got to get all the way down need, and then uh, uh, get to, to the exit. the blast yeah, radius. From the stairwell. Also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Slow mo. Yeah. Although we don't know if he actually made it out because we didn't see. Yeah, he's got well, movie time like thirteen seconds. Well, let me ask you guys: What is the better episode overall, and why? Better episode. Well, for me, I it's would the have first. To, yeah, I'd have to say the first because it's 
pulling you in mm-hmm. and it's showing you where it's going to go. And then there's, and it's the presumed promise of we're going to learn stuff about this particular reality, as opposed to the last one where it's like, they're trying so hard to sum things up because it's the last episode of the season and it's just meh. Because this is when everybody's flash forward actually happens and meh. Yeah. (laughs) I I too would have to say the first episode of these two because, as Patty said, it gives you the promise of something. It it gives you the promise of, you know, we've got you. There's this really cool thing happening and we're going to get to the bottom of it. Problem is they don't get to the bottom of it. (laughs) And and many shows have fallen under that trap. So they are what they are. But to your point, what what is a good episode is a really good question. A good episode gives you a little bit of character, advancement and the need for more. And I think that's true of all TV. So if you have character and you have to be engaged with these characters to begin with. So you have to have a certain number of characters that you can handle. You can't have 20 characters doing a lot of shit. You have to have five, six main ones talking. And then you get the family guy, Seth MacFarlane over here giving you a line or you get somebody else over here giving you a line, but whatever. And then you have the action. You have the progression of the story and then the promise of more that makes a good episode the witcher did that um reacher the new show on amazon prime did that good shows uh uh, jack ryan did that lots of good shows out there give you all three of those things and if they can give you all three of those things you got a pretty good episode on your hands it's where nothing happens or you take away one of those things And you've got problems, generally speaking, unless there's no more character to develop. You've gotten everything and it's just the last episode. I mean, look at the whole last season of Game of Thrones as an example. There was no more character development needed. Nothing else happened. Hell, even in season six of Game of Thrones, that which I dubbed the actions, you know, season, you knew all the characters. There didn't need to be anything else. It was just, okay. how are we going to get from point A to point B? But if you still have something young and something untried, you, you need those things. So if if any show has that, I'm I, I'm willing to give it a shot. Patty and I both give so much crap a shot. Yeah. Flash and if it, forward was <laughs> not one of those. But <laughs> it was for us, you know, when we Back started. Back in the day, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. But there is another thing, too. And I, and I was thinking about this really, really hard. Television itself, mainstream television, has a problem with sci-fi. You know, yeah. it, it, in, a, in a niche thing, sci-fi takes off. You know, everything from having its own sci-fi network or, or just, you know, a certain section of Netflix or whatever, it can grow and, and germinate as a seed. But as a whole... Anything science fiction or fantasy, except the one-offs of what was that? Um, Once upon a time, that oh, lasted on ABC yeah. for friggin' years. Yeah, but even yeah. that eventually got canceled. But 
people in general have a problem with sci-fi. Firefly, Serenity, uh, Flash Forward, The Event, um, Hell, The, the Orville, the do- Under the Dome, yeah. um, and so many on others. On and on and on. Yeah. On and on and on. And, and they are well done, at least in their first season. Like Heroes was amazing the first season. Absolutely amazing. And then it fell under its own weight because the second season actually had a writer's strike in the middle mm-hmm. of it. But then again, you have 22 episodes, each one an hour that you're trying to fill. Hence the whole, if you're going to do hours, make them less episodes. Or do more episodes and make them only half an hour. Yeah. Right. Well, with commercials, you know, you only have about 40 to 40. Well, but yeah, still, that's, that's a lot of time to fill. Yeah, that is. It is. And, yeah. and, and in general, I don't think people can wrap their minds around sci-fi the way Patty and I and a lot of other people do. Yeah, I think the mass uh, population, there's it's a very niche group that's into sci-fi. And that niche group, they are incredibly loyal to their sci-fi. Mm. Whichever mm. franchise they latch onto, they are loyal. And... If anything goes, they d- happens that they don't like, they will tear it to shreds, and then the yeah. show starts to tank because that's not how that should be. And especially if it's something based off of a book or a, a comic, a, a, a graphic novel, those mm-hmm. fans are even more loyal. And you're not doing it right. You're not following this. That didn't happen there. And oh my gosh, yeah. like Cowboy Bebop. The people Cowboy who saw Bebop. the original ema- uh, uh, anime, they're like, this isn't, ugh, this This is terrible for the live action one. So, yeah. Well, even Zack cool. Snyder's Justice League versus the theatrical version of Justice League. Yeah. For yeah. years, they cried foul that Justice League wasn't Zack Snyder's vision. That was more that screwhead Josh, Josh Whedon's vision. And so Warner Brothers gave him tens of millions more dollars to refilm stuff. And it turned out to be a way better movie. And conversely, people who are into romance shows like Grey's Anatomy and all that other sort of stuff are fiercely loyal to their shit. Yeah. And I feel like there's more of those type of people watching network television than the and, sci-fi and back people. to flash forward back to the show we want to talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the best scene best scene for me it was that opening scene starting yeah, where yeah. the action is you start with what's happening and then you backtrack to where it began and that's just from i had i was a took fiction writing in college and that was what all the teachers said start with what you see what do you see happening right now and then you branch out to the rest of your story so where the action is to grab people and make them care about what's going on here and keep watching that opening scene where everything's upside down that that's the best bit uh now worst scene Worst scene. I have anything with John Cho shouting. <laughs> oh, my poor John Cho. Uh- <laughs> oh, Harold. We hardly knew you. Oh. You guys got. Yeah, I, I. Where John Cho, he wants to do their actual FBI job they had and forget about this flash forward nonsense and the arguments that 
that him and uh, Joe have throughout the whole friggin' series about that. At least the first, I don't know. I think it was like the first several episodes. I remember that. That's like, it's tiresome. It really is because, okay. So you, they should be doing the job that they originally were supposed to be doing before all this shit went down until they're officially assigned to move on to this other thing. But Joe didn't want to do that. He's like, nope, I need to do this because my vision, my vision told me to. As important as it was to have as character development, the scene in the hospital with the doctors when everything supposedly, quote, end quote, calmed down and they're having the discussion of, you know, what their visions were and, and all that other sort of stuff, because that never would have happened. They would have been busy throughout the night. They probably would have dropped from exhaustion with with everything going on. Um, for me to think that they created a national database of searchable keywords, mind you, that was their whole big thing so that people could cross-reference their flash forwards. So you set up not only a website, but an algorithm in less than a day to to start dealing with these flash forwards. I call BS on that hard. Yeah. Creating the database and then just having the web engine to run it all. Um, and if that's even how. I, that, I, yeah. In 2010, yeah. I'm not even sure how much they could have how much what they could do. Yeah, I mean, putting up a web page that could take like two seconds, depending on what you want it to say. Uh, but an algorithm shit, depends yeah. on keywords. So yeah, like if a, I had a like flash a forward program, with Patty, yeah. right? So Patty would have to very precisely say almost the exact same thing in the exact same way that I did for our flash forwards to connect, and I I find that BS. But again, I'm willing to forgive those for the sake uh, yeah, of the overall on- entertainment value of the first episode. Unintentionally hilarious thing. Unintentionally hilarious, a.k.a. it's so funny I forgot to laugh. Well, we have Seth MacFarlane popping up, which was <laughs> very absurd and Certainly had me a bit distracted figuring out, well, why is he in this? What does he do? Oh, there he is again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did you guys think of anything else that was kind of made you go, well, uh, There's the the woman who's, I think she's getting deported at the airport with her mother. Yeah. And what she's the hell was that? in love with the doctor guy. That whole scene at the airport just was like, what? Where it was so? Why blatant. were they being detained? What the hell? I, I, well, that must have been shown in other episodes. My only guess is, you know, she was working without a permit or something <laughs> in the country illegally. I don't know, but yeah, Maybe. she's getting deported. But her big thing was her and that and that guy who he's the doctor and he and the opening he was on the pier like gonna commit suicide and then the flash forward gave him reason to live because he had to find this girl or whatever that yeah. whole that whole and then her chasing across la from the airport to wherever they were meeting and oh yawn and and does she Jeez. know and and forgive me for this and i'm not trying to be insensitive but does she know english at all i don't know if she spoke mm. <laughs> 
to be honest with you. No, she spoke to her mother. Okay. She spoke to her mother. Okay. I, but then, in Japanese. Oh. Well, okay. everyone else at that party, when if you remember when he was trying to get in, and he's like, I even learned Japanese. And the guy was speaking English to him. And he's like, well, maybe if I speak to you in, in Japanese, Japanese, you'll understand this is a private party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, no, I'm, but I'm talking about how she got from the airport to that she, very wait, specific. She did say something yeah. to the cab driver in English. So okay. she all speaks right. yeah. at least enough to communicate to a cab driver. All right. All right. Yeah, she no, but yeah, that was blatant. Where the mother is like, "I am a Japanese woman and making a scene. You will not like me." Because that it's would like, happen what? at the border control with the, you know, really. Well, it's just yeah. like, why is she blatantly like just saying what she's doing? She could have made up a better some scenario other kind or, of a well, you know? you know, it was she had limited time. <laughs> She didn't get to plan fully, you know. Uh, I guess she could have just <laughs> screamed. That would have been fine. Uh, it might have worked and thrown herself on the ground and acted, I don't know. Like yeah, similar to similar to if we remember, uh, which is a better scene that kind of a similar thing happens is where John Cho and John, Dominic Monaghan need to sneak into the building uh. Uh, where Dominic Monaghan's machine is. And the woman distracts the security guard by pulling up and then, you know, kind of being like, I need a hospital. And then she Which faints. may have been a real thing, actually. Yeah. That she's was... the one who was having a sonogram in her flash forward yeah. when she wasn't even pregnant yet. So yeah, that she been, actually had. It may have been real that she had some kind of complication. Yeah, they do say that was possibly a real thing. Yeah. yeah, that she she used a real thing to cause the diversion that she was going to do as a fake thing because she did end up at the hospital having the sonogram and making sure everything was okay. Yeah. But that, and then Annabeth Gish steals her while they're all blacked out, but she's not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big thing at the end there. I know. Another big cliffhanger uh, thing like, who is yeah. she? What is she doing? Uh, yeah, right. I also had... Uh, <laughs> unintentionally hilarious where I thought the kid was drawing uh the the kid of the da, oh. the guy that uh of Steve Mark's from coupling. Wife. Yeah. He yeah. uh he writes this crazy yeah, he, formula on the mirror. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, Can we get cookies now? <laughs> it's like, it was yeah. so it's like this big dramatic thing, and then he's so like, "Can random. we get cookies?" And it was like just to make him go away. There wasn't a proper. He could have said, "I'm hungry," or I don't know. But yeah. it, there was a lot of that where they just had characters show up and then didn't have a good reason them to be in the scene, so they made them leave in a sort of juxtaposed way. That that was one of them. Uh, so, are you guys going to go back and watch the rest? Quick pause for station identification. Not satisfied? Head on over to Uncancelled on Patreon. For prices as low as $2.99 a month, you'll get early access to each and every episode this season, as well as outtakes and bonus content. That's patreon.com slash uncancelled. it's a crime. Ain't no more gonna die. 
And now back to your regularly scheduled program. I might. I might go through and see. I'm, I'm between shows, so I might watch a couple while I try to decide what's next. I, I will just get frustrated again that it's over. <laughs> and I and I and I don't want to do that. The, okay. You know, the the one thing that you and I have to do for our own thing is watch new stuff or at least yeah, new, stuff like to to new stuff to us. So yeah. for this show and thank you for having us on by the way. Yes, of um, course. Uh, we wa- we rewatched 2 hours of stuff that's that we've actually touched on on our show. Mm-hmm. Which is fine, but to go back and rewatch twenty more hours of programming—oh god, it's a lot. Legitimately, twenty <laughs> yeah. more hours because I watched it on ABC.com for free with commercials. So each episode was an hour. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that's twenty more Daily hours. <laughs> it's on where? It's on Daily Motion without commercials. Oh well. Okay. But still, you know, it's that's a lot still. It's yeah. still a lot that we could be devoting to this stuff. And again, going back to something I said before, it lives it lives well in my memory. And now having become a little bit more jaded, <laughs> I, I I don't want to go back and go, God damn, why was I liking this show? Or, oh God, why did they end this? I still want more and just to get frustrated again. So nah. Oh, hell no. Get that garbage out of here. So I canceled, it's a crime. Ain't no.